Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, and welcome everyone to <clears throat> Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. Our show, The Purpose, is For Awakening Souls, Developing Intuition, and Fulfilling Purpose. This is episode number 21, Your Clairsentience, What You Feel May Not Be How You Feel. Today, we're exploring the topic of clairsentience, as I just said. (laughs) It's one of our major psychic abilities, but many dictionaries, believe it or not, don't define the term. The Webster's Online Dictionary defines clairsentience as perception of what is not normally perceptible. (laughs) Now that's pretty vague. Clairvoyance and clairaudience were defined in the Oxford English Dictionary, but not clairsentience. The American Heritage English Dictionary also listed clairvoyance and clairaudience, but not clairsentience. Wiktionary, the online dictionary, defined clairsentience as a noun meaning, quote, the psychic ability for a person to acquire knowledge by means of feeling, unquote. That's a good enough dictionary definition to get our discussion started. You all had those feelings, right? You can't explain why, but you feel that something or some person isn't safe. Or you having a distinct feeling that for whatever reason, you're supposed to talk to this or that person. Or for no reason, you suddenly feel that your friend is upset and you call her and it turns out she just received some bad news. You don't hear it in your head or see it in your mind's eye. You just feel it, whatever that feeling is. You've probably felt uncomfortable around certain people for no reason or felt someone's appreciation or judgment for you, even if that person didn't say anything. These are just a few ways we all use our clairsentience all the time. Now, there are some expert psychics who use clairsentience as an invaluable diagnostic tool of sorts. To varying degrees, you can learn to develop and refine your clairsentient ability to feel subtle energies and changes in people, places, and things. Things are included, that's right. Some medical intuitives can use their clairsentience to feel the location and type of physical condition the patient has. Other clairsentients can give a whole reading on a person by feeling where that person is at emotionally, mentally, and so on. There are spiritual healers who are strong clairsentients who heal others by feeling what needs to be done. All of those are examples of well-developed clairsentient abilities. On a day-to-day level, those times we feel like we should not walk next to this wall here 
and we cross the street to walk away from it, just trusting in what we feel clairsentiently. Usually, nothing happens with that wall while we're walking, but that doesn't mean it was safe to walk next to it. Unfortunately, the two people who were killed by a collapsing wall they were walking by during the 6.1 Osaka earthquake a few days ago may have saved themselves if they were consciously using their clairsentience. We have a story here. Michael was parking our car in the parking lot of his gym when we were both going there to exercise a number of years ago. And he first pulled up to the closest available space and looked up and said, no, I'm going to park away from the gas line in front of this space. It doesn't feel safe. He pulled to a spot on the other side of the parking lot. And this is a true story, folks. I was here when it happened. Ten minutes later, we were all running out of that gym with a 7.2 earthquake, bending floor-to-ceiling mirrors like paper and everything flying off the shelves. Thankfully, the that gas line didn't blow in our car along with it, but Michael was still using his clairsentience as a diagnostic tool and um, successfully read the energy that something was up. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a strange day all day long. But yeah, I've I've always used my clairsentience from the time I was a little kid. Of course, I never knew the word, and now I know it wasn't even in the dictionaries. (laughs) But I didn't know the word until I was about 20 years old. But just because we don't know what to call something doesn't mean we don't use it or do it. On the positive side, I remember years ago when Rafia and I were traveling separately, which we did a lot of back then, and Rafia went ahead of me to join up with a friend of ours who was a shaman in Arizona. And he was leading a small group into some of the sacred spots in Sedona, Arizona. While I was, I had to stay back in Anaheim because we had a psychic school there and I had to finish up some work. So Raphael went ahead. A couple days later, I went to meet up with her. And all I knew from Raphael was the name of the motel she had our room in. (laughs) So I fly from Los Angeles to uh, um Phoenix, take a little air air shuttle, uh, airport shuttle to uh, Sedona, and then find the motel. And it's a little motel room. She find has a little note on the um, uh, you know motel message pad, and greeting me, and says uh, uh, something to the effect that they're. She doesn't really know where they're going today, but she was given instructions to go to this particular parking lot by a, a certain trailhead. And and then she noted her, her ended her note on the pad saying, Can't wait to see you there. <laughs> Love Raphael. <laughs> she must have thought I was psychic or something. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so I asked around town to see where's this so called trailhead parking lot. And I got directions. I drove there. And uh, then I found the parking lot, and I thought, I had it made. But then, once I parked the car, got out, well, there's, <laughs> there's six different distinct trailheads leading from that one parking lot with the same name. 
And they're all going in different directions. <laughs> so <laughs> my next question is, okay, what, what now? <laughs> what do I do? And all right. Uh, so I asked myself, what would a half indigenous, half Italian experienced shaman and where, where would he take a small group to experience a sacred spot around here? Well, the funny thing is, oh, there's a lot of sacred spots in Sedona. And it was a wide open desert land with not much of any kind of real markers. Okay, so I decided that the shaman, many shaman, tend to work with, a, with their clair audience, I mean clairsentience a lot. I'm sure they work with their clairaudience too, but most shaman that I've met worked a lot with their clairsentience. They feel energies. So I decided, okay, I'll use my clairsentience to feel where his group with Raphael was currently at. And so I just kind of felt around and I got the general direction. Okay, they're in that area, that way. Okay, well, that direction narrowed down the six trails to Three. <laughs> so, okay, I'm doing well. I, I narrowed it down by 50%. Okay, so then uh, from there, I used my clairsentience. Okay, out of these three, which direction? Okay, it's, you know, clairsentience isn't like pinpoint laser accuracy like clairvoyance would be. Clairvoyance, I can I can hone in much more accurately, but clairsentience is broad, so it's just in this area, in this direction. So I can fairly rule out this one trail, but I I was down to these two trailheads, and then I'm feeling well, I can't really tell, so I'm looking around down on the ground, and next thing I see this giant, you know, twelve size twelve or thirteen. Uh, hiking men's hiking boot print and I knew it was our friend the shaman's footprint <laughs> it had his energy well this part I cheated I used my clairvoyance and my intuitive knowingness as well and uh, to determine no that's definitely his footprint okay so then I'm going following this particular set of footprints to down one trail, but within about 10 feet into that trail, he turns around, goes back out. And then I follow it, and it goes to this the second uh, trail hit. Okay. And when I got there and took a few more steps into the second trail hit, ah, lo and behold, I see Raphael's boot prints. And I knew those were hers next to his. Hers was Tiny compared to her, his. <laughs> ah, but I, I can tell it was hers. It had her energy signature on it. And that was, again, clairvoyance and my intuitive knowingness. So I just followed the two sets of boot, boot prints until, after a while, the land gets harder and, and not as you know impressionable, and they disappear. But I thought, oh, I'm already on the right trail. Great. But then I take a few more steps, go a few more feet, and ah, the trail starts to split. It forks off. <laughs> and some of these splits are not in the general same direction. They go off completely, you know, 90 degrees different at least. 
So I'm going, okay. So then I tune into my clairsentience again and go, okay, which way do I feel the whole group? Because the group energy was easier to tune into than specific individuals, for me anyway. So I get this group, but then I get this other group separate from the first group. Oh no, now I got two groups that feel like they would be with a shaman uh, doing some kind of spiritual type stuff. All right. Yeah, it's, you could tell on a clairsentience level, you know, if, if a group was there to watch football or something, that's very different energy. <laughs> or having a birthday party. But both groups, small groups, felt like they were on a spiritual type of a pilgrimage of sorts. Okay, so I'm following. Fortunately, they were both in the general same direction. So I followed uh, on all the forks. I kept on following those two group energies. And uh, then I finally came across these about six or seven people. Uh, some of them were on top of lying, uh, sun sunbathing on top of this big boulder in the middle of the ground. And then others, a couple others were walking around, you know, looking at shrubs and stuff like that. So I asked them, I said, do you know about this shaman retreat? Uh, my wife, Raphael's on it. And they go, oh, yeah. And they were very enthusiastic. And they said, yeah, a small group uh, went with the shaman and Raphael was part of that group. They went looking for some caves. And uh, we didn't particularly want to go, so we hung out and were resting. I said, great, thank you very much. Which direction? They said, you know, follow this path. Great. I followed that path. If Then I look up after a while, and there's a bunch of caves along the, the walls of the red rocks. And I thought, okay. And then the trail splits off several more times, going to probably various caves and various areas. So now I kind of tune in again. Okay, now it's down to one, one group. Where do I feel them? Okay, in that general direction. And I kind of take a look on a clairvoyant level, and there's the energy. And I see Raphael's energy. So I thought, okay. So I follow this trail, get to the cave, and I start hearing them toning. And I said, okay, there they are. So I knew which cave to go into, and there they were. So... <clears throat> That was uh, one of the very fun clairsentient adventures I've been on. Now, on the flip side of experiences like that one, I've had all kinds of problems around my clairsentient ability for years, especially when I was a child and a young adult. I always felt way more than I could easily handle. And the most challenging for me was... um, clairsentiently feeling other people's feelings most of the time. And it was challenging to handle, especially other people's emotions, intense emotions, and pain. So it took, a, took me a long time to realize that I was just feeling everybody else's energies. And, but a lot of people around me wouldn't validate that. If I, if I, you know, if, if I was around uh, happy people, oh, that was great. I felt great, alive, enthusiastic, and happy. But when I was around serious people or people, you know, depressed, uh, uh, angry, whatever, 
And I go, God, I don't want to be around these people. It just feels awful. But I thought I was feeling awful. I didn't know. I was just feeling where they were. And even the best of friends, a lot of times I felt good around them. They were relatively happy people. But, you know, everybody has their ups and downs. And some days, all of a sudden, I'm just around the same person. And I go down. It's just not feeling good. Sometimes I even felt like I had a a stomach ache or something. And I go away from those people and my stomach go, hey, awake goes away. So so that's, uh, some people, uh, doctors and stuff, even thought that I was somewhat of a sickly child the first half of grade school age since I was always sick with a cold or some kind of thing. Doctors couldn't figure out what it was. They gave me medicine and treatments. Nothing worked. And then, Eventually, it just goes away on its own. So it was years later before I would find out I wasn't using my clairsentience correctly. I was always feeling others' negative feelings because I'm a healer. I'm, I'm interested and I'm concerned about where people are, especially those that I'm around. And so I end up feeling them without knowing. I was kind of using that as a diagnostic, but I thought, it was just me. I felt bad. Or, or suddenly I felt bad. And sometimes I got sick because I would even unconsciously develop symptoms of those problems which aren't mine. Well, we are coming up on our first break, but we will be talking uh, a little more about clairsentience. And you are welcome to call us. Um, this is a call-in show if you want to ask about your clairsentience and how you feel other people's energy. The number is 1-888-346-9141. Make sure to check out our website on the break at www.michaeltamora.com for all our upcoming events. In fact, we have a new series of teleclasses going on now. The next class is Saturday, June 30th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. This one is titled Truth or Fiction? Learn to see with your third eye. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue to discuss your clairsentience, what you feel may not be how you feel. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring your clairsentience. And when are you feeling how you feel yourself, and when are you feeling what others are feeling? How can you tell the difference, and what can you do about what you feel that's not yours? This will be a call-in show, so please feel free to uh, call the line. It's live, one 346 9141 And this clairsentience, of course, it's in some ways much more of a woman's uh, ability, although men have it too, especially sensitive men. Michael's had it all his life, and and I love this generation of millennials coming up because every millennial guy I have ever met seems like a very sensitive person. So um, if you have any people in your life that is of that generation, have them listen to this show because this is right for them as well. Clairsentience has always been a tough one for me because. I have a kind of a high volume clairsentience. Michael talked about how he experienced it as a child. Well, for me, everybody said, oh, Raphael is really shy. And that wasn't really the case. And I even remember it when people would say that about me. And I, I, I was so um, overwhelmed in some ways with the experience of everybody else's feeling. I couldn't even rebut that remark. Um, I was one of those kids who, um, during the time I was really little, uh, for instance, my mother would and father would take me to see Santa Claus and put me on Santa Claus's lap. Well, it was not a familiar energy to me. It was uncomfortable, and I probably probably felt everything that was going on with that man that I got thrown onto, and I would be the kid that was screaming my head off. Um, I just didn't want to have that person that close to me. And it wasn't because I was impolite. It was because it didn't feel right to me. And a lot of children are this way. 
if you come up to a child and, and go coochie, coochie, coo, or hello, little girl, and you're too much in their face, they're going to run the other way or turn their face. And so uh, this is one of the things I'm sure we'll be talking about in how other people climb into your space and how you feel it first. And for people who have no tools and no awareness of this phenomena, um, it can become a problem as adults. For instance, uh, when a young adult is starting to, to go out with a, a man or a woman, when, when you're starting to date and you get close and then you break up, it's something you do in your early late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, and so on. And for a while, one or both of you are both experiencing, oh, oh, I just can't stand, oh, I can't stand it because I feel that person with me and I feel their sadness and maybe you didn't even identify it as their sadness. You just feel sad. If you were the one that broke up with the other person especially, but you feel all that sadness, it's confusing. You were already ready to break up with that person, but now you feel really sad. And what is that? You're feeling the other person's energy. You haven't disconnected your energy from them. Yeah. And uh, we have a caller on hold, uh, Thomas Thomas in Scottsdale, Scottsdale. Arizona. So why don't we go take a call and then continue? Hello, um, Raphael and Michael. This is Thomas. I spent um, a couple days with you in North L.A. about two months ago. Yes, I remember. I don't know if you remember. Yes. Hi, Thomas. You have two daughters, right? Hi. Well, my, um, as I was listening to the program and uh, clairsentience and the things that you shared, I uh, became a little bit more aware about, you know, some of the feelings and energies that I do experience when I'm with other people. And yes. Um, it can be what you mentioned, I guess, or it has been for me, is, is a little overwhelming. And um, being more aware of um, their impact on my present moment is something that just came uh, to me. And then, Raphael, I heard you talk about the tools. And maybe, um, you know, I've been on hope for a little bit, is maybe what I'm seeking is a, is a greater... Um, uh, understanding? Understa- yes. I'm sorry? Understanding and, and some tools on how to deal with that. Yeah, I want to use it as a, as a meaningful way to navigate life and, and relationships yes. with other people and, and to, um, I guess, be able to tap into the power of it better. Yes. Well, you're already tapping into the power of it, and it's just learning to uh, interpret it correctly and and learning to manage it so that you don't become the effect of what you're feeling from other people and everything else, rather than uh, being able to use it, say, to find out, okay, this is how this person's feeling. Now, a lot of times, that's, that's it. Okay, this is what I'm feeling from where this person's at, and that's okay. Uh, that's kind of the end of it. Because you can't be following down the rabbit hole of every little thing that someone else is feeling well, around that's you. That's exactly the issue I think that I'm feeling is I've probably been um, um, doing exactly that. Exactly. We, we all tend to do that, and especially those of us who are healers and, and teachers and, and people generally who have a lot of 
love and care, caring for others. And not just, you know, uh, friends and family and people you're close to, but even just strangers. And you have feelings where you just don't like, uh, you don't want to see someone suffer. And so you're feeling them. And one of the ways, this is one of the most common ways we get into trouble. Those of us who are clairsentient, highly clairsentient, sensitive to other people's feelings, and plus you're healers, you're concerned about everybody's well-being and happiness, well, you tend to worry, no, how is that person feeling? You could be talking to somebody, and all of a sudden you feel him or her getting kind of upset. They might not show it physically, but, oh, the energy goes down, or there's uh, unhappiness or anger or discomfort. And you feel that, and you go, oh, oh, am I doing something wrong? And, you know, what's going on type of a thing. And what that is, you're concerned about how, especially someone you care about a lot, oh, how is she feeling? How is he feeling? And if you're asking that question, you're already tuned in, recognizing that they're not, somehow they're not doing all that well. It might not be serious, it might not be a dangerous thing, but it's, it's uh, you know, they're not, they're down today or something. They're not too happy or they had a little rough time. And so you pick that up and then you get worried. If you don't realize you're already picking it up and you get worried, well, that what that worry does is makes you tune in on a clairsentient level because you're concerned about how they're feeling you tune in more clairsentiently, even more. Then you feel not who, where they are completely, 100%. No, you're only feeling, tuning into what's, what's uh, the negative part, the, the part that concerns you. How happy they are doesn't concern you. That's great. You can celebrate. But how not happy they are, how much they're suffering, that's the part that concerns you. And that's where your clairsentience goes. So all you feel is the downside of what they're feeling, not 100% of what they're feeling. And then it makes you tune in to more of what they're having trouble with already. Then there's two of you on that energy level, makes it more difficult. That's called being in sympathy. So one of the first tools for all of you out there uh, who are sensitive on a feeling level, clairsentient level, and you care about people, the first tool is to start to pay attention. Oh, am I going into sympathy? You poor thing. I'm worried about you. You you won't be able to handle it. I, I need to save you kind of a thing. And let me help you. Uh, helping is not a problem, but when you think, you're responsible for it when you have to do something about how somebody else is feeling. That's when you end up becoming their feeling. So a little later in the show, or maybe right now for everybody, uh, this is a good time. So all of you listening and you're interested in this, just go ahead and for a moment, close your eyes. Give yourself a deep breath or two. And then imagine... The grounding cord that I talk about a lot, the tree trunk from the base of your spine, the first chakra, energy center, connected to that, 
right above the tip of your tailbone inside the body, all the way down to the center of the earth. And it anchors into the center of the earth. And then, notice, just that makes a little difference. Sometimes a lot of difference. Because it's grounding off what you're picking up, even on a feeling level, from other people. Okay? And then the next step is be aware, imagine being in the very center of your head. And that, when you start to practice being in the center of your head more, you start to become more and more neutral. And you can let things be. You can let the people, you're con- you can still be concerned, but you can let the people you're concerned about feel what they're feeling, positively or negatively. It's okay. That's where they're at. You're not going to try to jump in and try to change it, save them, all that kind of stuff, or feel sorry for them. Now, feeling sorry, that's sympathy. And that's when you become a burden on the other person than a helper. Okay, so this is why this is one of the first things all healers who want to help have to learn is don't become more of a burden by going into sympathy, feeling sorry, and just be neutral first. Ground yourself. Find the center of your head. And then... The next question, this is important for everybody, next question to ask yourself is, how much of what I'm feeling right now, feeling-wise, how much of it, percentage, from 0 to 100% of everything I'm feeling right now, how much percentage is not my feelings, not my energy? And then right at the top of your head, you'll get 40% or 75% or whatever you get. Trust that and just go, Okay, whoa, 70% of what I'm feeling right now isn't mine. Okay, I got enough of the information. I don't have to continue to feel that. So I'm going to let go. Just decide to let go consciously of holding on to feeling that, even if it feels lousy. We tend to hold on to lousy feelings because we resist them. We want to solve them. But no, I'm going to let go of solving it. I'm going to let go of being responsible for it. I'm going to let go of trying to figure it out. I'm just going to let go. Let it be. I'm going to be okay that I happen to be feeling that energy. Then you become more neutral on a clairsentient level. And then you can check a little bit later on, now how much of what I'm feeling is other people's energies. And you go, oh, it dropped down to 30%. Great, I'm going the right direction. Do it again. And then, after that, you go, now I'm going to consciously decide to tune my clairsentience. It's like a radar. It's right below your navel area in the body. And just say, okay, I'm going to tune my clairsentience to feeling my own energy. So, so... Thank you, Thomas. Uh, that was a good uh, wow. To that was beautiful. That Thank you so very much. I love it. Yes. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you for calling. Yes. And um, yep. now that now that we're done talking to Thomas, I wanted to add to what Michael said about this is 
um, he was Thomas was specifically talking about when when he's around certain people and he feels that overwhelm and so on. Some of you experience that going to malls, going to airports, going to bus stations, or just going to where there's a lot of people, or being inside of an airplane. Oh, oh. the pain, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you're in an airplane, you can uh, practice grounding. Yes. And you know the third thing that Michael didn't uh, mention is saying hello to your aura and bringing it in a little closer around your body. Um, these tools really work. I'm very sensitive to energies at malls and airports and so on. And sometimes uh, my crown chakra, the top of my head, will start to sizzle before I even arrive at these places because they're so fraught with uh, what we call transmedium energy, which we will probably talk about hey, in a future show. <laughs> so I always practice grounding before I go into any kind of place where there's a lot of salespeople, where there's a lot of crowds, or even to a party. A lot of times you'll make a lot better choices for yourself if you go to a party grounded you know if there's people there that are you know taking drugs or whatever and you don't want to do that you just want to go there to have fun it's less it's um, more difficult for someone to program you to take drugs and join the you know crazy fun stuff if you're not matching that energy and feeling that energy, oh, I'd like to get high kind of thing. Or I'd like to take you home. (laughs) That happens too, unless you want that. Anyway, uh, thank you, Thomas. That was great. Um, I'd like to talk about some events we have coming up before our break, and then we'll continue to take phone calls. Here's something that's both profoundly powerful for your spiritual growth as well as something really fun for this summer coming right up, actually. Join us at the Royal Kona Resort Hotel and Spa on the big island of Hawaii on Michael's 65th birthday weekend for a do-it-yourself mini retreat to celebrate your power to intuit, imagine, create, and accomplish with Michael Tamura. This will take you much deeper than these one-hour radio shows get to take you, but these one-hour radio shows are great fun, too. So the Saturday, July 14th is Joyful in the Eye of the Hurricane, Renewing Yourself, Space, and Sanctity in Challenging Times. And the Sunday class is Harnessing Your Creative Power to Realize All Your Dreams. Plus, we have an optional Dolphin Cruise Swim birthday celebration the following Monday, July 16th. Yes, that's Michael being a dolphin. So when we return, we'll continue our exploration of your clairsentience. What you feel may not be how you feel. And while we're on the break, check our website, michaeltamora.com, in the events section to see what we have coming up because we have some other great stuff coming up too. Thank you very much. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do we really have a full understanding as to why we do certain things and function the way that we do? There are many different aspects of trauma, and you can learn more about them and how to overcome the symptoms by tuning in to Trauma Talk with host Ezrina Rose Scott on Trauma Talk. As Rena and her special guest experts and clients will discuss the different results of trauma and some effective methods in resolving and healing from them. Listen live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back and welcome to those of you just joining us. Our topic today is Your Clairsentience. What you feel may not be how you feel. It's such a huge subject. I felt that coming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's interesting is that when you start to really develop this particular ability, eventually you'll start to be able to identify who it is, what chakra you're feeling it with. The feeling is always the second chakra. And then the information comes into the other chakras, such as I feel something going on with my mother or with a friend or with my sister or something like that. And I'm actually able to identify what's going on. They're upset about something or they've been in a fender bender accident. You know, it's really kind of incredible. So, of course, when I get that information, even on a feeling level, I'll check in with someone. And How are you doing? Yeah, and um, part of the reason that Rafi and I teach we focus a lot of our teaching in terms of uh, psychic development is on clairvoyance, seeing, which we'll get to in another episode, and uh, knowingness, intuitive knowingness, which t- we touched upon a couple times. The reason for that is for information and more details, those higher chakras, the higher centers of uh, your abilities and awareness, you'll be able to refine your search, so to speak. <laughs> uh, and and then with clairsentience, feeling, that's a as a vibration. Clairsentience is is just a um, much slower vibration. So there's not as it's not as like I mentioned earlier, laser focus. Uh, if of information, it's more broad. 
oh yeah, you can feel, oh, that's my mother's feeling, or that's my, you know, a friend or whatever. You can identify. But a lot of times I notice this with myself, as well as I see that with Raphael when she's operating. She'll first feel something and she goes, oh yeah, my mother's blah, blah, blah. And then she'll look and then she starts to get real details about what she's seeing clairvoyantly. And I do the same thing. And uh, that's why in that little story about going to the shaman retreat, finding uh, the shaman and Raphael, I played with, I, I was definitely uh, deliberately focusing on the clairsentience just for fun. But I relied on my clairvoyance and my intuitive knowingness when I needed accurate information. Yes. Yes, that's how actually it works is as you develop one ability, you start to be able to use your other abilities kind of in concert with it. Yes. And, yeah, when it becomes a concert, then it's clear audio. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy, har, har. Okay. Yes, we have, um, I don't know if I got the name right, but Tasmini from New Jersey. Hello. Hello, Hello. there. Hi, Michael and Raphael. I'm Padmini from Facebook. Uh, oh, Elizabeth you know, I, Padmini. I thought uh, it was you, Padmini. <laughs> I know you from Facebook. I listen to uh, when I come to both of you because I can feel your energy even way before I uh, connect with you both. Uh, yes. I feel that dolphin energy coming from <laughs> so yes. clearly. It's yeah. so wonderful. Um, I'm so excited to um, talk to you both. Um, this is when Michael was talking about when he was younger, how he felt other people's energies and they didn't, um, you know, uh, my two boys are the same way. They feel other people's uh, energies a lot. And I didn't know that uh, at the time when they were younger, when mm-hmm. they were in middle school and high school, they felt a lot. And uh, right now, my younger son, he goes through a lot of that too. So mm-hmm. I was wondering how to heal that energy when they've, they go through bad times and they uh, feel rough and, you know, beaten um, from feeling other people's energies and going through it as if they were their own. Um, is there a way to heal that past energy and move forward and not cling to that energy? Well, how I would handle it if they were my sons is I would actually start to, on a very, very basic level, teach them about grounding and being in their own space. And because, and you, and using child's terms, don't be complicated about it. Don't overwhelm them with too much information. Well, they're, go, they're grown up now, right? Well, they're, yes. what, they're in their um, 20s now. Yeah. And oh, they know well. about grounding and stuff like that. But in the past, they've gone through all these um, bad experiences. And I didn't know about it at the time. And I had no idea of. Uh, you know the psychic energies and stuff like that I I didn't have a clue but later when I learned about it um, I taught them how to ground themselves and keep their energies to themselves but uh, they have suffered a lot and I uh, I want to repair that like uh, so that they can move forward and not hold like I don't want those energies to hold them back yes okay Uh, now here's a very important thing Padmini Uh, notice notice 
well, he's just telling us about this. There's guilt and and responsibility, you know, responsibility and you know, so wanting to uh, help them. And mm-hmm. see, that's that's part of the sympathy I was talking about before, and that. Yeah, <laughs> Yes. Yes. So as a mother, especially as a mother, the first step is for you, not for them, but for you to go, okay, give yourselves a deep breath and and ground yourself, find your space and find neutrality, practice. Uh, You have tools now. You can practice anytime the guilt or anytime the uh, wanting to feel sorry for them, whatever, uh, responsible. Imagine putting it in that rose. Imagine that image of a rose after you ground it and maybe run your energy a little bit and then put it into the rose, explode it, and do it a few times until you go, okay, oh, I'm not being uh, a mother, you know, I have to help my children type of a thing. A guilty mom. A guilty mom. And and this is why especially uh, men, you know, uh, but I think it happens to women too, but especially oh, young yeah. boys and young men, they'll start to run away from mother because they can't handle that sympathy, guilt, uh, responsibility energy coming from mama, but they don't know what it is. But okay. they just go, okay, leave me alone. And just like, <laughs> I yeah. That. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and this is, you know, for my experience, this is extremely hard for most mothers, especially when their children are little. But a lot of times it just goes on and on, even when the child is, you know, so-called child is 70 years old. <laughs> but, but the sooner the mother uh, learns, oh, okay, I have, to, I have to let them go. I have to let them be who they are. And... Unless it's a life or death situation or something like that, where you have to call 911 or whatever, uh, it's okay. All right? You know, they've yeah. had this for so many years. That, you know, it's not going to change overnight. Uh, uh-huh. And the more I can give them the space to just be themselves, the more they're going to be able to hear you. And like Raphael was saying, the most important thing after after you kind of find your space is to communicate, uh, you know, talk to them about, okay, you're way ahead of the ball game because you've taught them about grounding, finding their space and stuff. The next step specifically about clairsentience is, you know, start a conversation like, uh, you know how you feel other people a lot, feel other people's energies? and. Uh-huh. You know, they'll probably say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's it's difficult. Uh, would you like to know a little bit more about, you know, how to, how to handle that? And then maybe you could even uh, introduce the idea to them, like I did before the break with Thomas, about, okay, just use your intuition and know, Okay, what percentage of what you're feeling right now when you're kind of down and out, uh, is that someone else's? You don't even have to know who it is. First, is is this mine or somebody else's? Oh, oh, more than half is, is not mine. Okay, great. You would feel very different if you weren't uh, concentrating on the more than half that is not your energy. So, and then 
teach them to let it go, put it in the rose, blow it up, whatever, all those things will help besides the grounding. Then, once you do it once, have them do it once and ask them, now, did that make any difference? And I'm pretty sure they're going to say, at least, uh, oh, it made, a, it made it a little bit lighter or something, or significantly. And from that point, you have a conversation going. And you have, you're able to point that out. And like most all spiritual uh, development and growth, 99.9% is someone reminding. It's a reminding We either remind ourselves until we get to the place where we're constantly reminding ourselves. We need a teacher, guide, someone, friend to remind us. Oh, remember, you know, you might be picking up on somebody else's energy again. Who's who's having? I know that's that's what happens. We forget when we're involved with other people and all this um, excitement. We may not remember how to do that. Yes, uh, and so then after after the fact. After, you know, all the excitement and everything, and they get lost, they come home or whatever, and then remind them, oh, yeah, you should ground and run your energy, find your space, and let go of everybody else's energy. And at the very least, they'll start, you know, the more they become uh, fluent in that, the faster Uh it's going to be. And pretty soon, they're going (laughs) to remind themselves in the middle of it. And go, oh, yeah, I'm starting to get all involved in everybody else's energy. I'll back off, ground myself in the middle of a party, in the middle of a work situation, school, whatever. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention, Padmini, is that when we incarnate ourselves, our children, and anybody who incarnate at a particular place and time, we come in with exactly... Uh, what we left our last lifetime with, uh, plus the processing we went through before we were incarnated. So what that means is, if we make mistakes, let's say as a parent, um, with these children that we're bringing in, out of not knowing something, you can't trash yourself for that. Um, They're learning it at exactly the right time that they need to learn it. Um, When I was... Uh, when I first started being exposed to this whole idea of working with your own energy, I was 30 years old. And I remember for the first year, I kept kicking myself going, why didn't I know this sooner? Why didn't I know this sooner? And no, it was exactly when I needed to learn it. And I'm, I'm also speaking to everybody else out there who are just learning about this and going, why didn't somebody tell me? <laughs> it wasn't your time to know about it. But now that you know about it, here are some steps that you can take. And, I'm um, so glad I know it now. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I hard to imagine. Quick question: uh, uh, How long does this grounding last? Like when you ground yourself, how long does it last? Is oh, there a like well, for the day? It can or last. Do you keep doing it? Yes. As well, when check you need it. it or? All you have to do, all you have to do, Padmi, is once you're grounded, you're grounded, and just uh-huh. get into the habit of checking it. Through, once in a while throughout the day. And especially when, like Raphael said earlier, if she's going to go do a particular something, like go to the mall or something, and a place she has uh-huh. a harder time with the energy, make sure you ground yourself Re-ground. in the car. Yeah. yeah, again, and make sure it's there solid. And then you go to the meeting or to the mall or whatever. And we it, have to. 
another thing, just a quickie thing, is that if you're going about your day and you're starting to, as you go from one place to another, you hit your shoulder in the doorway or you trip over things, you know you're not grounded. A good uh, sign you're not grounded. So then you just take a moment, release your grounding, and create a new one. Well, thank you for calling, Padmini. I really appreciate it. We both really appreciate it. Our time is up now, so we need to uh, do our conclusion. So have a wonderful day, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. I just wanted to mention that next Wednesday we'll explore a fascinating topic with you here on Living the Miracle, and it's called Where Do You Go When You Sleep at Night? And it is all about astral travel. If you like our show, please tell your friends about it and share it on social media. And remember to check out our website, michaeltamura.com, that's T-A-M-U-R-A.com, about our new teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, Developing Your Soul Abilities for Your Spiritual Growth and Fulfillment. The next one is on Saturday, June 30th, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Time, Truth or Fiction, Learn to See with Your Third Eye. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 